You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadoulou. Welcome back, everyone, to the Greeks Gridiron. I am Ethan Hrissadulu, and on this April 26th, 2022, we are continuing on with our draft preview series, as I am covering the Tennessee Titans. We are just two days away from the 2022 NFL Draft, so make sure my Titans fans, comment down below who you would like to see the Titans go after in this year's draft. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out. And let's dive right into it. So if you've never seen these before, the way I do these, we start with a day three pick, we hit a day two pick, and then we talk about that number one pick, which the Titans, in your case, is pick number 26 in this year's draft. I don't predict trades or anything like that. I am just doing straight up picks in, in well, the first two picks being day picks, and then a specific pick for round number one. So... No trade predictions or anything coming out of me here. This is just if the team stays put and they're making a selection when they are on the clock. So starting with day number three, the meat and potatoes part of the draft where you're finding guys that are project depth type players, players you can mold into something that would hopefully be ready in like the next year or two. There are a little bit of uh, some issues on the offensive line for the Tennessee Titans having lose, uh, not lose, excuse me, lost some players during free agency. And I would like to see them not spend a super high draft pick just because the Titans don't have a second round pick. So day two, they're limited to their third round selection. Day one, obviously they just have their one first round selection at 26. And I do think they could find some quality depth and guys that could fill in because there's some holes on the O-line, but the offensive line in Tennessee is still really good. You have some really good anchors there. Taylor Lewin coming to mind. Ben Jones, the center there. So some really good anchors there. You just need players to be able to play off of them. I think one thing that has started to kind of shine its light in terms of offensive line play is that you typically need like two or three really good offensive linemen and then a couple of guys that can kind of just spot fill and go from there and you should be pretty much set obviously the better talent you have the better protected your quarterback's going to be the better your run game is going to be and when you got king henry in the backfield you want that offensive line to be as effective as possible i get it but you can get away with going after a guy in day three here and the guy that I have targeted is offensive lineman Thayer Munford from Ohio State. Having played both guard and tackle while he was at Ohio State, coupled with the fact that he has been a four-year starter at that, this guy brings experience, playtime, versatility. He can move around on the offensive line if you need him to. He's probably not going to be ready out of the gate day one, or he could be. It depends, really. But, I mean, the guy has really good size, really good length. He's 6'6", 328. He has all of the measurables and the things you would like, strength and whatnot, for a guy that you're getting late in the draft. Now, it's more so his his techniques with footwork, with hand placement, things like that, that's going to need a lot of work. And there is a, a slight concern. He played left tackle and left guard. And the area of depth, I would say, that is needed is more so right tackle. And you could, ar you could argue even just having a guy that can play either side on at guard is always a, a good piece of value to get late in the day. But the right tackle spot is obviously the tackle spot they're looking at more so than anything, whereas obviously left side is anchored by Taylor Lewan. So swapping sides could slow progression if they do ultimately move him to tackle. And from what I've read about him, a lot of people seem to say that while he did play guard that final year there at Ohio State, he would probably benefit from playing tackle more. 
And again, if you're going to be swapping him to the opposite side, you know, he's basically playing the opposite of his natural position. So there could be some progression slowing there. So in this case, he probably ends up projecting to be more so of a guard for the Titans than anything else. Maybe if he transitions to the right side and things go well, he, he could maybe slot into that right tackle spot down the road. But it'll be interesting to see how they can mold this guy. But all the like the bit like the strength, you know, the 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 athleticism you need for an offensive lineman, the length, things like that, the size that you know, the four year being a four year starter, he brings to the table a lot of the things that you can't really teach. You just have to have, and now you just need to work on like the technique things and and you know the stuff that coaches can actually work on and adjust for players. If he can respond to it well, I think he becomes a serviceable starter for the Tennessee Titans and a great piece to that offensive line. Now moving into my day two selection for the Tennessee Titans here. Secondary, safety tandem, completely set in stone. I don't think anyone's going to argue with what you guys go have going on over in the backfield there. But I would like to see them maybe go after another corner. And with day two only having one selection in round three, I believe the pick is number 90. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing the Titans go after a freak of an athlete in UTSA's cornerback Tariq Woolen. Now, I understand you guys have Caleb Farley. We still have to see what happens with him. He obviously only got to play three games last season, but we could use a little bit of depth over there in Tennessee. And I think that he is the exact type of physical specimen and flyer that someone like Mike Vrabel would love to have on his team and get to mold into a legit guy. He has like the most unique physical skill set I think I've ever seen out of a player. And a lot of people are agreeing with that as well. The dude is 6'4", at least the cornerback position that is, excuse me, 6'4", 205 pounds. He's got a 4'2", 40-yard dash. A lot of his prospect and just overall people kind of drooling over him per se comes from his physical traits more than his actual play style. He's able to close distance quickly. His game speed matches the, you know, the 40 yard dash speed that he has there. And he's only played the position for two years. And that is somewhat of a negative, you know, playing cornerback for only two years but he has shown some pretty positive growth in the two years that he has played the position over there at UTSA. Now, obviously, that is a bit of a concern, and it does kind of show up because a lot of scouts have noted that he has like a lack of true cornerback instincts and recognition for plays and kind of what's going on on the field, but that would make sense with such limited time. But he is such a freak athlete at his size. If you can put all the, you know, the, the the techniques and the intangibles and things like that together and 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 mold him into a a freak press man type of guy like he ha- think like a keep to leave but he's more athletic in terms of like potential with the size and everything i'm not saying he's a keep to leave but when i think of like his size and what he could be that would be what you'd want to try to mold him into he does lack a little bit of commitment in the run game. That was something I noted as well. He needs work on his tackling and things like that. I believe he was converted from to, from the offensive side of the field. So there is going to have there's going to be some adjusting that needs to go on. He is a little bit of a work in progress, and third round might even be a little bit high for him. But I know for a fact that scouts and coaches covet guys who are freak athletes that they look at as like a ball of play-doh and they're like we can mold this guy into what we want him to be and I could see someone like Mike Vrabel and his coaching staff seeing a player like Tariq Woolen and going huh 
well, that guy's a specimen. We can make him an awesome defensive player. And the defense took a lot of strides this past season. And I credit the work that they're doing over there. I am a Colts fan, if you do not know this. And I have to say that I respect the hell out of Mike Vrabel. I love his coaching style. I love the intensity he brings to the game. And I... I remember him being signed as a head coach in Tennessee and a lot of people being really curious and kind of scratching their heads and like what a signing that turned out to be coach of the year last season. And I mean, he has flipped things around in Tennessee and you guys are a legit contender each and every single season. And I'm a Colts fan. And quite honestly, even when it hurts to lose to the Tennessee Titans, I mean, at least I know I'm going down to a good team and not just some garbage can, you know, we lose to the Jaguars once a year, but I, I'm okay. I'm more okay losing to the Titans than I am to the Jaguars, is what I'm saying here. But Tariq Woolen overall is an excellent physical prospect. There's a lot of molding that needs to be done with him, but I think the coaching staff over there in Tennessee is built to handle that type of responsibility. And if I was to trust Tariq Woolen with a coach, there's only a handful of guys that I would really want to see him go to. Belichick being another one, Vrabel being another one, maybe LaFleur being a third option. There's only a handful of places. Uh, I would say maybe even the saints as well. Dennis Allen, like that would be a, like four locations that I would probably select out. That would probably bode best for Tariq Woolen's success in the NFL. So if the Titans get him, I think he's in good hands there. Now for my final pick, the round one pick 26 selection, the headlining one of the Titans draft where do they go here? When I look at mock drafts, I have seen everything selected for the Titans. The good thing about Tennessee is they have a really good roster. And while there's needs, there's not like dire needs, but there are needs. And with the first round pick, you can kind of go with like best player of positional need available, I guess you could say. But I would, and, and this is more so because while I still think Bud Dupree can be an impact player on the defense, he did not bring quite the impact I think a lot of people expected him to his first year in Tennessee. I would focus on linebacker here. We already covered cornerback. I'll focus on linebacker here and go after, should he be available, which he seems to be projected somewhere within this ballpark here. It really boils down to what teams covet more in terms of the linebacker situation in this year's draft? Do they prefer someone like a Devin Lloyd or they, do they prefer someone like a N'Kobe Dean? And I am going N'Kobe Dean here should he be available. The reasons being, he brings a lot of athleticism to the team. You already have some bigger guys with like Harold Landry and you also have, like I mentioned, Bud Tubree, bigger players. N'Kobe Dean's a smaller, more athletic type of guy. It brings more variance to the defense, I would say. He is an elite athlete, best range in the class of the linebacker position, and it's not even a contest about it. He has excellent awareness. He's very good at sniffing out the misdirects, the screens, you know, the, the, the fakes, the play actions, things like that. He's not someone that's going to necessarily get fooled very easily, and he is an outstanding coverage linebacker. So we're looking at corner in day two, and then a coverage linebacker like N'Kobe Dean in the first round, and you start to really shore up that passing defense there. He had two interceptions, one being a pick six against Florida this past season. He had 21 coverage stops as well, which was tied for third amongst linebackers. This is someone who I think could be an immediate impact guy. And 
He is smaller. I get it. And and when I was reading through his draft profiles everywhere, everyone said the same thing. Lack of length and lack of size is going to be a problem in the league. And I get that that's a concern. However, and again, I'm for just a comparison's sake, but I'm not actually saying he is this player. He's about 5'11", 230 pounds. Bobby Wagner, 6 feet, 240 pounds. There's a 10-pound difference in terms of muscle, but he's like 5'11 and some change. Almost 6 feet. Bobby Wagner, who is he again? Oh, that's right. Multi-time All-Pro. Guy was an excellent coverage linebacker. Now, he was very good in the run game, and Nicobe Dean probably not as good as Bobby Wagner was or is going to be as good as Bobby Wagner has been in terms of the run D. But, you know, when we're looking at, like, guys and we're knocking them for their size, I don't think it's fair to knock them for their size but not point out the size of some of the best in the business that have ever done it. Like, Bobby Wagner is a Hall of Fame linebacker, and the guy plays at roughly the same size as N'Kobe Dean is right now, and he's coming out of college. Who's to say he can't put on an extra 10 pounds and play at that same level? Then you're looking at roughly the same size linebacker. All I'm saying is, is while I understand the size concern, we have kind of moved away in the NFL from the prototypical linebacking corpse. I think Nicobe Dean would be an excellent athlete in that, you know, in that sort of like back end of the front seven there to really, you know, just pick up the speed a bit on that defense. And it, when it came down to like his negatives, I felt like all I was really reading about was his size. And if that's going to be your biggest concern and you want to, you know, just throw away all the good that he brings. I mean, so be it. But you, that's just crazy. That's crazy to me. I think Nicobe Dean brings a lot to the table. I think he would bring a lot to the Tennessee Titans. I think he brings that relentless. He's in one of the things he was praised for his relentlessness, his high motor. That is someone that I think Mike Vrabel would love to have on his defense. And it just feels like a really good fit. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. My Titans fans, let me know in the comment section down below. Again, who do you want to see them go after in this year's draft? Do you agree with my round one selection or maybe a couple of these other guys here that I talked about as well? Let me know. But I appreciate you guys for watching. I will see you guys in the next video. Have a good one.